Hello everybody, welcome back to the Sad Voice Podcast, the podcast where listen to somebody you don't care about, talk about things you don't care about, but you really do care about the person who's talking, so in turn, you care about what I'm talking about. And today, I'd like to start off by saying, um, this was a debate we had, not really a debate, but um, a issue we had with Uno and Study Hall. If you play a plus four or a wild card as your last card in Uno, you automatically have the biggest of days so please for your sake and my sake so i don't have to come and eat your nose off of your face and then shove it where the sun doesn't shine just don't play plus four or wild card just don't do it it's it's not cool man well anyways now that we got that out of the way today we're going to be doing a very science-oriented podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to poke and prod my way around the sensitive top. Not really sensitive, but debated topics. And some of these might not even be debated. These might be original thoughts that I had. Um, well, let's start off. I'm going to start off with... Um, uh, talking about some evolution, uh, I'd like to start off with, um, by saying, uh, Charles Darwin, the man who presented the theory of evolution, uh, the way he found it was, uh, he went to, I think it was, the Galapagos Islands, um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was Galapagos Islands, and he noticed that two different birds had were close enough to, like, look alike, but they, uh, they had different sized beaks for different sized food, for different methods of getting food. Uh, I, it was something along those lines, I don't know if I'm exactly right, it's been a while since we learned about, uh, evolution in school, so, you know, but... You know, I really think that uh, with his discovery back in, I forget what year it was, but uh, he he explained how evolution worked, and you know, I think science owes him a great deal of credit to sort of pushing it through to the next level and sort of helping us start to figure out where we come from and why we are the way we are. Second of all, let me address that. Uh, this is a very uh, I guess you could say uh, very I don't even know the word for it, but um, I was listening to a uh, talk by Neil deGrasse Tyson um, and he stated that um you know the reason we have science is to remove to remove the human bias from facts so science uses machines and you know if you walk into a lab and say oh i saw this man doing something and it was real even in science and courtrooms you know it's still eyewitness isn't good enough you need material evidence you need to be able to present it to a group 
of colleagues and it needs to be verifiable so you know I, I just want to start off with that and um next I guess I'll just get uh right into it um I guess it's really the thought that um you know evolution it's always taught that it's survival of the fittest and you know I really I don't think that's accurate in really the wide view yes the the best the species with the best traits will definitely thrive the most but I don't think evolution is about being the best I think it's about being good enough evolution isn't about you know being the top of the food chain it's being able to survive in your position on the food chain you know for example trees are good enough at reproducing and dropping saplings that you know we haven't been able well we're doing a hell of a job at it so far but we haven't been able to get rid of them through all through our our probably 500,000 years no not even that 10,000 years of organized society we haven't been able to you know get rid of them while it is becoming a problem very quickly I don't think but no, get away from my point um like I was saying evolute the trees they don't really they're not able to do anything to defend themselves yes some some plants do surround trees for example poison ivy thorn bushes and they prevent us from getting to the trees but you know the trees are good enough at what they do they're able to survive at their position on the bottom of the food chain because really the only way they get nutrients is from the sun and then partially from uh, decomposition and nutrients in the ground but you know still uh, another one is a panda I mean what what's the panda best at? Like, when you really think about it, what's the panda best at? Sitting around eating bamboo. Yeah, that's pretty much all he does. He sits around, eats bamboo all day, and sleeps. What about that? Says you know, this animal should be able to survive in its environment. The, might I add, hostile environment of China, where there's Bengal tigers roaming these forests at almost all times you know what what about the panda is so good that it's able to just sit back kick his legs up and be like fuck it I'm gonna just eat this bamboo I don't understand like survival of the fittest really isn't the best term for evolution um a better term would be survival of uh, I would almost say survival of the luckiest because, you know, one thing could happen, you know, you're, you're done. And I guess that kind of ties into natural selection. You know, you have diseases, famines, uh, deforestation, uh, natural disasters, meteor strikes, you know, those are all major events that have caused massive loss of life. Uh, for for example, dinosaurs, they, while they weren't, while most dinosaurs weren't directly eliminated by um, weren't directly eliminated by the 
meteor strike. They were eliminated by the ash cloud that had left that pretty much froze Earth for long enough that the dinosaurs who uh, who were very reliant on the warm tropical weather that was on Earth at that time, you know, they were pretty much wiped out in a matter of, I would almost say, months. And then you had, uh, you had certain mammals that survived this strike because they were, you know, they were equipped well enough. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they were the best equipped because I'm sure there was, I'm sure there's examples of animals that were better equipped to survive in that environment that just didn't, you know, I think they were equipped well enough and they, and they survived well enough to be able to evolve into the many species that we know today to go from bacteria in the ocean to organized human society, I think is pretty darn fucking good. And I don't know why I said darn. That makes me sound like, like a, I don't even, uh, there was a word I had. Um, I don't, I don't know, but you know, don't listen to me. Again, this most of this is just conjecture I have, you know, I don't really I'm not qualified at all, you know, to be thinking about stuff on this level, so, you know, don't take any of this as fact. Just listen to it and, you know, really just try and try and think about it. Um and next, uh I'm gonna talk about uh how to like you always hear that uh, when you travel at the speed of light, you will. By the time you stop traveling the speed of light, when you come back, everybody on Earth, you know, will be dead. And you know, it's it's simply not true. First of all, um, they they would definitely be older than you, but they would not be dead. Well, most likely, unless they're like already like they already got like a head start or something. But like. What I'm trying to figure out is why, when you travel at the speed of light, why do you age so slow? You know, like what causes that? Is it like the fact that when you would travel at the speed of light, perception of reality goes away? Is it because you know, you're you're traveling so fast that you know you're sort of bending the laws in space and time, and you're almost slowing down your aging process somehow? And it's just like, why? Because at that point, that's almost like time travel. If you really think about it, you you still age, and but you know it just. But everybody ages at a more accelerated rate, and it's just you know when we travel at the speed of light, that to me that just sounds like time travel because. Like I said, you age at a different rate than everybody else. You age slower than everybody else, but not at a big thing. And what's really crazy is, even at the speed of light, it would take so long to get anywhere in our many, 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 many galaxies. It's just, you know, it's so far apart, and the universe is and there's expanded so far in our Milky Way galaxy it's just to even get out of the Milky Way galaxy would be 
a trip of many, many, many thousands of light years in. I really don't think that a human will ever leave our galaxy unless we perfect the technology of cryo-freezing, which in theory and possibly in practice wouldn't work because what would happen when you get frozen, your there's water in your body, water freezes, that you turn into crystals. So as far as we know right now, there's no way to effectively freeze a human body without causing severe frostbite and damage to the skin and many other uh, vital organs. And another thing about light speed, I'm, I don't know why I thought about this, but what like I was thinking like what would happen if you pushed light past the speed of light? Would it just like set a new bar? Would the light just all of a sudden? condense into a small ball and just explode or something? Would it break all laws of physics as we know it and set us back to basically square one so we now know nothing about the universe and how it works? And, you know, how would we put, do that? Like, say we're traveling at the speed of light and we have a a light bulb on the front of the rocket and then that light bulb has a small rocket attached to it that in, in theory could travel past the speed of light you know what would happen to that light bulb would it just would it almost look like I just I just blew my own mind would it look like the bulb itself is still like not illuminated and then everything behind it would look like there's you know that's where the light is would Oh shit! That's actually pretty cool. I ne I never thought about it that way. And it oh jeez, I'm just if we travel past the speed of light, it would almost be like like if we were traveling away from a light source, and it was the only light source. It would be like traveling into perpetual darkness because the light would never be able to catch up and illuminate anything in front of you. So not only would that be really, really dangerous, but that would be what it's like to experience true, true darkness with the absence of light. You know, people say rooms are lightproof, but, you know, it's I really don't think any room is truly lightproof. There's always a way for light to seep through, you know, and really like even like the smallest amount bright you know and that's just because you know we we want to be able to it may be light proof to us but you know the human the human biology is very flawed in many ways humans are good enough to survive as I was saying earlier uh, you know people humans have such a high standing of themselves and uh, this is another thing from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Brain teaser, brain, uh, optical illusions shouldn't be called optical illusions, really. They should be called brain failures, because what happens is, is, you know, you look at it, and it's, it all it takes is a cleverly drawn picture, and all of a sudden your brain's like, what the fuck am I looking at? I don't know what I'm doing now, and it sort of just takes a shit all over itself, and 
lets itself and it's just like oh you're seeing this but really you're not seeing that um i saw in a uh, i forget who made the video but it was a almost like a static background with three or no six large black circles with uh pixelated blue circles on the inside and if you shook your phone it would appear that the circles were moving and that's just our brain not being able to comprehend what's going on with uh, the visual stimuli that's coming in with the light that's bouncing off of that. Um, and I guess next I'll talk about, uh, you know, there's a, there's the part of the brain, uh, let me look it up real quick. The part of the brain that uh, gives free will is very uh, it's very deep inside the brain. Let me just finish this real quick. Uh, but what I'm what I'm proposing here is what what would happen if that if that part of the brain was damaged in such a way that it stops fun functioning and you know it it would just sort of remove the way to have free will what would happen uh, I think it's called the ganglia um, I mean I can't find anything. You can look it up on your own. I can't find anything as of now. But, you know, what would happen if that part of the brain was sort of, like, almost removed from being able to function, or it was removed from the brain entirely? Would it would we be susceptible to, well, more susceptible to mind control tactics and, hypno and hypnotic tactic tactics? You know, and you know what would happen? Like, even if nothing happened, we we didn't even know what was wrong. What like, would it just be like? Someone walks up to you and says hello, and you don't like that person. But normally, if you did have control, you'd just be like, "Hi, how are you?" And you'd sort of try to just get out of that situation situation as fast as possible. And you know, what, like somebody. For example, somebody comes up to you and you don't like them and you say hi. You just be like, hey, fuck you. You know, I don't know if you could hear that well, but, you know. like, It's just really, really, really crazy to think about how, how flawed the human biological structure is. When you really think about it, it's... It's very flawed. It's very fragile. You know. For like. The, let's just talk about the human body in general. For, real quick. The human body itself. It's definitely a masterpiece of evolution. But you know. It's still pretty much trash. Um, the brain is fragile. It's surrounded by a solid layer of bone. And a very thin layer of 
uh, a clear liquid that protects it from hitting the skull. And you know, yeah, even that system, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's, it can't protect that. You know, the only thing separating uh, your heart from the, I don't know, the outside, uh, the sharp side of a blade, um, is a thin layer of fat, some some skin cells some bones, some muscle, and that's about it, you got about, I think, it's like, probably like, if I had to guess, it's probably like three inches from skin to heart, uh, before you would make contact, I don't know if that's correct, but, you know, it's very, uh, it's very strange to think about when you think about how, when you really boil it down, the human bio biology is very flawed in its core. Things, very fragile things aren't given the protection they need, and very unfragile things are given the protection that they don't need. You know, like, for another example is, you know, you have, uh, you have a layer, not a, you have like, a tendon that runs on your knee and you know there's like liquid in there that keeps it from grinding against each other so what what can happen is that you can uh, oh, it's cartilage I could I don't know why I couldn't think about that but if you have a lack of cartilage you know it just it would just be bone grinding on bone and as people with car uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but cartilage deficiencies can tell you I'm sure it's incredibly painful and you know but you know not saying at all that hu that the human body isn't good enough it's just in the grand scheme of things it's it's not good enough uh, I don't think without being banded together as we are now in our many societal groups that we could have survived if we would have stayed hunters and gatherers I think eventually we would have been killed off by another animal and they would have become the dominant species on earth and who knows what would have happened from that point it's not my place to say I'm not a scientist again no this is fact it's all merely conjecture and um I guess now I'll talk about uh, how my holiday special is going to work. Now, I haven't really had anything planned. I don't know if I'm going to have anybody on for it. But what I do know is that I'm definitely going to try and make it a two-parter. I'm going to try and make it a a nice long episode. I'm going to put a lot of effort into it, you know. Because I probably won't make a, an episode for a while after it. Probably be my normal week, maybe longer, depending on if I get. Because I may be getting a new piece of equipment. Uh, I may be getting a uh, blue Yeti microphone. So uh, probably next time you hear me, I'll be coming at you in uh, crisp, clear, high quality HD audio. Um, 
And then, I guess other than that, uh, what I'm going to talk about, I guess I, I would talk about, you know, the cultural significance of the holidays and how it's changed over the years, I guess could be a topic. But, you know, other than that, um, I'll probably just talk about how I hate Christmas music for some reason. I don't know. But, um, let's see. This is a little short episode, so I'm going to try and throw some stories in there. Um, let's see. What, what kind of story can I throw in there here? Uh, I guess I could tell this one, um. One time I was, uh, I was very high, and this was, like, the first time I smoked weed, and, yeah, I'll tell the story the first time, uh, the first time I smoked weed, I was, I, I, like I said, I think I might have told the story before, but I'm gonna try and add a little bit more detail to it, um, I was, I remember the day, like, it was yesterday, we went, we played football for a little bit. The guy came, my friend picked it up, brought it to me, gave it to me, because I paid for it. So, he, the friend who got it for me left. And then it's just me and two other friends. And so we decide, you know, we're going to walk to a pizza place near us. And, you know, we walk. And I'm like, alright, because I brought my pen with me. So I walk, we walk behind, and I take a couple hits, and this was probably. Probably a bad idea in retrospective, but uh, you know, I walk in to the pizza place and I sit down, and it all just hits me at once because I, I wasn't feeling anything. I was like, Oh, it's probably gonna take a while. But I sit down, I just I, I get clapped. You all, if you could hear my it enter my blood cells, you could, this is probably what you would hear. Um, but you know, I'm sitting there. I've definitely told this story before, because uh, I remember talking about it, but, um, and we sit there, and I'm just, I'm, like, getting, re- like, really paranoid, like, I'm thinking, like, people know what's going on in my head, I'm, like, I'm, like, freaking out, I'm, I'm sitting there, and, you know, I'm listening to music, I'm just trying to calm myself down, and I sort of lose sight of where I am, and I'm just sort of, like, hmm. I don't like this. I'm a little nervous about this. If you, so, finally, one of my friends they come back with the food, and I sort of snap out of what I, what I, whatever dimension I was in, and I sort of, I sort of just sit there, and I'm sort of like keeping to myself because I'm like, I at this point I'm like, I really don't trust anybody. I'm just like I don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I eat my food, I eat literally everything, and my mouth is really dry, so I, I drink, like, three sodas. So, we're walking home, and it's, it's, keep in mind, this isn't winter, so it's, it's, like, really, really cold. Like, we're walking back, and my, I can't feel my hands, so, we're walking back, and, you know, I probably picked the worst day to do this, because we get back, we hang out in my basement for a while, take a couple hits here and there, and then, you know, I go upstairs, and, you know, there's family members there, one of them may be a cop, you know, 
it may or may not be a comp. It's, it's no big deal. It's a really big deal. I was freaking out. I go down in the basement. I'm, I don't tell anybody. I'm just like, oh boy, this is dangerous. I get called up several times to talk to people and say say hello, you know. And I'm sort of just, I'm freaking out. I'm just like, somebody's gonna find out. Somebody's gonna see a telltale sign. I'm gonna get caught. I'm gonna get disowned. I'm gonna get kicked out of the house. And I'm just not. I'm not enjoying myself at this point. But finally. Everybody leaves. I'm happy. My parents don't know anything. I'm sitting in the basement. I'm just like, alright. Now the real fun begins. So, you know, I, I take my first couple hits. And I'm just like, alright, this is nice. I'm liking this. Take the next couple. I'm like, alright, I'm really feeling it now. I take, I, I take the next couple. And I take more. And then I take more. And then I take more. Because I sort of forgot how many I took. So I'm sort of, uh, at that point, I'm like melted into my couch, uh, kind of like, um, those roots in Harry Potter where they sort of grab you and pull you under, kind of like that. But, you know, I'm like, I'm just like, wow, this is great. And... You know, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what's going on there. I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, huh? And I forget what movie it was. I think it was just like a random movie that they put on. But eventually I stopped paying attention to the movie because I noticed something. I could see like, you always see like those textbook drawings of muscles. How like weird they look. I saw like a white version of that with my legs and I'm just sort of staring at it. You know, I could see my legs. I look up for a second, I look down, and I realize I have a blanket on. I don't know what legs I was looking at, because I was looking at like my straight up leg. I'm like really confused. So, you know, I'm fine. I'm sitting there, you know, I'm I'm thinking about the crusty crab, I'm thinking about how I want to eat a crab patty, I'm thinking about why is the crusty crab in my head, so I can see it, why is there fruit in my head from my old house, and I'm like really confused, and then, next thing I know, I start smelling the weed, I'm just like, alright, I haven't taken a hit in a while, it, the smell doesn't linger for that long, and it happens a couple times, I'm, I'm just sort of like, what's going on, uh, this isn't good, it probably spilled, and I, I feel I feel around because I'm like, all right, I gotta figure out what's wrong. So I'm feeling around for it, and I'm just like, it's gone. This isn't good. I lost it. So it's me and two of my friends sitting on the couch watching a movie. I look over. And I'm sitting on one end. My other friend is sitting on the other end. One of them is in the middle. I look at the one in the middle, and he's he's a cunt. And I I look at him, and he just starts dying because I see the light, and I'm just like. Mmm, get that back, you cunt. And he's, he's starting to die. And I'm like, that's not funny. I said I don't want anybody smoking. Because I don't... First of all, I don't trust... I I really don't trust him when it comes to stuff like this. He, he doesn't have a great track record for decisions. But, you know. After that, like, my friend Eli was like, Alright, let's go upstairs. I'm like, mm, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got up the steps that day. 
while I laid down, they put on they put on Mac and Devin go to high school. Let me tell you something. I watched that movie a lot. And the craziest thing is you really lose track of time. It makes it made me think about how you lose track of time because I feel like the way the movie's designed almost sort of made me think about this. It's you watch it and I don't know if this is just because it's like the plot is like so shallow and there's really nothing deep to it, but you know, you you watch it and then you look away to say something to your friend, you know, it's right they get they get their project, you look away to say something, you look back and they're graduating, you're just like, What the hell happened? I really think that's a good metaphor for life. Um, the older you get I've noticed this in the past several years. The older you get the faster it goes, so you know it's really cra it's it's crazy. I don't understand how, why it's like that. But you know it's I don't even know how to think about it. It's it's just mind boggling. Can we really I mean who's really able to understand the meaning of life? Um as I guess right before I close off, I want to say another quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know why I like this man so much, but I do. Um, I just want to say, um, you know, when you go and think about, like, oh, something doesn't make sense, or this doesn't make or that, you know, just always remember, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. It's your obligation to make sense of it. You you don't get to decide what it does. You de you decide how you're gonna interpret that, and you have to interpret it right, or you know it very well could lead to mass destruction. And um, I guess I want to just close off with sort of you know sort of a quote that was inspired by a song. Uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard by Paul Simon. Um, the way I feel right now in life, you know, people always pressuring you to make a decision about life early. And I really feel like, no, that's not what you should do. The way I feel about it right now, and this is just my personal opinion, you're allowed to, you know, if you want to plan what you're going to do at age two, be my guest, go right ahead. I don't know how you would do that, but, you know, do it. But um, the way I feel about it in life right now, I'm on my way. You know, I'm working my th way through it, but I just don't know where I'm going. I don't know the destination. I don't know where I'm gonna end up. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm if I end up being a famous podcast host and I'm sitting here 20 years later, you know, recording this, and you know, I got a couple, like, even just like, like. Even like, if I ever got a hundred views on an episode, I would that would just make me, that would be great. If I ever got that, that would just be great. But you know, if I end up being a famous podcast host, that's great. I I would be so happy because I I love doing this. I love talking. I I love that it's a way to sort of get my thoughts out and share it with other people at the same time with, you know, with almost with great effectiveness. And, you know, I definitely don't want to do this 
podcast alone forever, so you know. Um, so I definitely want to have somebody on here eventually. And I guess lastly, uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to a YouTube channel, uh, Drinky's Random Vlogs. Go check it out. Go check out his most recent video, the Trenton New Battle, uh, the Battle of Trenton News. Um, it's great. Check it out. You know, it it's got everything. It's got it's got memes. It's got facts. It's got default Fortnite default dancing in the background. It's great. Um, I think you really enjoy it. Shout out to Drinky's Random Vlogs. Uh, hell of a kid. You know, he's pretty. He's pretty chill. So, you know, go check that out. Uh, I guess I'm going to end this episode here. So, um, you know, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with everybody, friend, uh, family, friends, fans, whoever. I don't, I don't care. Just don't share it with your mom. She probably doesn't approve what I talk about. Don't share it with anybody who is too young either. I really should stress that. Like, I don't want anybody too young listening to this. I don't want... Like ten year olds listening to this and being like, "Oh, this kid does that, so you know what? I'm gonna do that too." No, no, don't do that. Don't do anything I do. Um, anything that I do recommend uh, that you should do, is I will definitely be like, you know, uh, this has my seal of approval. So you know, uh, let's let's do one right now. Uh, drinking water, seal of approval. Do it. Uh, uh, smoking weed over the age of 18 do it seal of approval and that's a hypocritical statement coming from me but you know what fuck you um, drinking some tea and listening to music or something listening to podcast seal of approval do it listening to my, cast, seal, my podcast seal of approval do it um, doing crack and or cocaine at any age. No, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Um, killing somebody. Bad idea. Don't do it. So, I guess you get the point. But, um, like I said, share with everybody. Family, friends, fans, mom, dad. Don't share with mom, actually. Because she probably doesn't approve what I'm talking about. This has been the Sad Boys Podcast. I will talk to you all later. Um, come back at the end of the week uh, for the two-part Christmas special. Uh, holiday special. <laughs> holiday special. Um. Yeah, and I guess I just want to say thank you for all the support you've been giving me. Um, like I said, next time I come at you, I will probably be uh, I will either be on the same mic or the ver- the time after next time I come at you, I will be in crisp, clear HD quality with a blue Yeti blackout microphone. I don't know why it's blue yeti black. You know, it doesn't make sense because you know blue white black. I don't I don't get it. But like I said, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, you know, give it give it an applause. You know, give it a click a quick clap. Uh, it's not it's not that hard. Like come on, stop being late. Um. Well anyway, um, this has been the Sad Boys Podcast. My name is Matthew. Um, I don't like being alone, but you know I can't really control that. Uh. I got a person to talk to, uh, you know, wish me luck, you know, I'm going in boys, it's, it's time for me to, to start a conversation with the person I like, so you know what, I'm gonna go do that, uh, 
this is my last message to you before I probably kill myself. I'm Matt. This has been the Sad Boys Podcast. I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.